Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, February 8th. LA Galaxy getting ready to uh, do match number two at Coachella. They already played one match whenever Charlotte came to Coachella. We'll talk about that game, talk about the loss, tell you why. Maybe you shouldn't be panicking, although I'm sure there'll be plenty of panic with everybody. Can't stop that from happening. It's the preseason after all. We're going to get you ready for the game coming up on Sunday and, of course, our live show coming up on Sunday from Coachella. We're playing Coachella, Mom and Dad. So we'll have that to talk about as well. We'll cover all the LA Galaxy news that we have, including injury updates, and get you ready for that to help me do all that. We're glad, very glad to have him back from the Galactic Tribune. It is Mr. Alex Ruiz. Alex, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Josh, man. Finally glad that the rain is all gone. We're <laughs> going to head to Coachella this Sunday, get some good sunshine. Aww. I mean, we deserve it. We deserve it after the week we had. Are, are you going to put on the fl- the flower crown? Are you going to you know put on some like Ugg boots and stuff like that, run around and twirl around to the music? I'll, I'll frolic in the rose garden that they have there, you know? So is- after the show, if anyone's ever bored, you guys can hang out with me there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, if anybody is thinking about heading out to Coachella, I suggest. And by the way, I would like to point this out today because when we get out there, I'm going to say the same thing but people are going to accuse me Alex of being like paid for by whenever I get out there is that I think the Coachella Valley Invitational despite the fact that I don't love the name um, is absolutely one of the premier coolest events that you can go to for like if you're an LA Galaxy fan it's uh, up close and personal you're going to get to see like soccer like just inches away from you it's right there you can reach out and grab it the access that you're going to have to players to take pictures and all that stuff is is unparalleled it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day what if you were like you know and I always think it's funny but I you know I started the podcast in 2009 so like in that 08, 09. Yes, David Beckham was there, but still the, the team was fairly approachable for a while there. Um, and then whenever Beckham went away, it got really approachable. And then with the popularity and the more people and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it, it gets a little further away. But you and I were out at Coachella last year, right? So we, we mm-hmm. had a good time. Tell all the people, am I wrong in saying that this is this is a sweet event? This is such a great event and such an intimate event as well. You know, the fact that players are just mere feet away from you, you know, you're watching soccer, you're watching everybody get on out on the field, you know, 
when you sit on the bleachers, there's a, another field right behind you with another team playing as well, another MLS team as well. So if you're a fan of the league as well, you can just go around and see another team play. And look, the weather's nice. The setting is perfect. I mean, this is like picture-perfect movie type of stuff that would be out there at the Coachella Valley Invitational. I mean, it's such a beautiful time. Again, after the nasty weather we've had the last week, it's going to be a real treat to be out there this Sunday in the sun watching the LA Galaxy play and seeing if they can maybe get their first win after two losses. It, it actually, uh, don't be fooled by the, I think, 61 or 62 degrees is supposed to be on Sunday out there. Mm-hmm. That sun out there, it's that desert sun, so it's a little more intense. So still wear your suntan lotion, if you know, even yes. if you're going to stay covered. I, I always suggest long sleeves when you're out in the desert. Having somebody, I uh, I lived in Arizona for seven years, so I'm 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 sort of acquainted with the desert. Long sleeves, you know, light long sleeves, that way you can stay out of the sun, that type of thing. Um, but it should be great. I'm really excited about it. And uh, quite honestly, it feels like uh, Alex that we're going to see a little more. We're going to see the progression, right? I mean, we're getting we're getting closer. Galaxy have what three more preseason games left? That's it. Um, there's not yeah. a lot of time. There are exactly, as a matter of fact, let's go to our countdown here. There are exactly 17 days left until the LA Galaxy kick off against Messi and friends. Um, and if that feels like a short amount of time, I tend to believe it, it's like business days sometimes where that's three weeks, but it's not. It's about two weeks and some days, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're closing down. It, it feels like there's momentum to get the Galaxy better, but it also feels like they're going to have a long way to go in just three more games, Alex. Yeah, it's so weird because, like you say, right, they have three more games left. It's only 17 days before you know it, right? Opening day is going to be here that Sunday against Inter-Miami. So, yeah, the Galaxy, these next games are really important just to get everyone's match fitness going. You know, see if uh, Gabriel Peck, whenever he'll come in. Mm -hmm. Um, His last game for Brazil is this Sunday. Um, So we'll see when he can come in, when he can get acclimated with the team. But, yeah, these games in Coachella are very important. Uh, by the way, uh, Fernie says the VIP section has shade this year. So they're, they're shading the VIP. Oh, wow. VIPs. You pay the two, what was it like two twenty or something? Like, I don't know. We get, we get passes to go on the VIP exactly, section. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. But, um, for, for, for the normal people, um, you know, yeah, you get, you pay that money, you get to go over there. It's a, it's a really good time. Like I said, if you can swing it, I would swing VIP for sure. Because yes, uh, definitely recommend, right. It's the, the access is even closer. There's less people around. I mean, literally last year, I think Alex, you and I watched the team walk through all the VIP people who were there and get on the bus yeah. they basically had to go to the bus that was where we saw chicharito get injured do you remember that wasn't that a fun yeah time? he like came off like thir- a minute into the game and stuff so yeah it was it was weird but yeah even with the vip and stuff too like where you sit or standing watching the game like the players are right there warming up ready to come into the second half so they're literally right next to you as you're watching that game so i mean definitely recommend that experience if you can afford it so so you can see whenever we're out there on sunday and you're there for the live show alex will be out there um, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who are out there. So you can say hi to Alex as well. Um, we'll, we'll have them up near the booth. Um, so you can say hi to him. Um, whatever you do out there, it's, it's like this perfect little microcosm of, of being in this small little intimate area. And so you have to do it. But whenever I say this, whenever I say how good this event could be eventually, Alex, I'm picturing like, so you have two games and then after the two games, there's like a musical act that comes out and you get a little concert afterwards. And that's what like Sunday at Coachella for, or like maybe the last day is is one of the there's just there's more there i feel like there's yes. more uh mike uh gray who was in the chat room was like i heard there's more activities this year so i, I can't wait to see what kind of activities. yeah exactly i'll definitely try to get there early kind of scan the ground see what it's like um i remember last year too when you walk in there's like a little area where they have like little mini soccer nets and stuff and you can kind of play and kick it around there so i hope they have a bit more of that too because i mean who wouldn't want to play pickup soccer after watching Daily Galaxy and after the Corner of the Galaxy live show? That's right. That's that's exactly why it is. Uh, is there camping on site? See, they need camping. That's really what we're missing here. We're missing the camping. We could have the COG tent. 
you know, you could you could hang out. We could podcast well into the wee hours of the night. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to MLS Cup mm, 20, 2014. Uh, the guys from Open Wide for some soccer in D.C., they were out for that MLS Cup. And so I was hanging out with them because we had some mutual f- friends. Uh, that's Pablo Maurer. And um, God, there were so many. Who else is uh, is there? There's uh, there's another guy who's on my uh, on my tip of my tongue. I can't think. But those guys were there and they just were like, man, we're just going to record podcasts like the whole day. Like we're just going to go well <laughs> into the night. And so I remember like going over to the house that they were renting. Uh, that was about 20 minutes from from Dignity Hell Sports Park. And we go over there and they were just like it was marathon podcast podcast until you couldn't podcast anymore. So we could do that. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what's at, uh, Victor asks, what side of the field is the best to interact with the players after the game? They should come over to the stands after the game. Even if you're not in VIP, if you're on VIP, mm-hmm. you can technically be on like the player's bench side. Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. so you, you're right there whenever you see it. So, um, for, for interaction on VIP side, it would be like the North side of the field. If you're anywhere else, I think the South where we're going to be located and then the East is going to probably be okay too. So uh, I think everybody's going to be. Fine. Let's remind you where we're going to be and how this is going to go. Um, We are at the southeast corner of field number one. And field number one is where the LA Galaxy will take on Austin at 10 a.m. All right. So you're going to show up a little bit beforehand. You're already going to see the COG tent. It's all the pop ups going to be out there. You're going to know where we are right away. So maybe you want to take some some of those seats that are in the bleachers that are right next to it. So that way you can just pop off and come on down if you want to do that. You can also take some of those the general admission bleachers over there on the east side. And then there's VIP bleachers over there on the east side. Um, but that north side is usually VIP. There's a line there somewhere. All right. But make your way over after the game. You're going to find that southeast corner. You're going to find the COG tent. And that's where you're going to you're going to sort of uh, uh, head up. I would say I, I don't expect there to be chairs. I expect it to be standing room. You can sit on the grass if you have a blanket or something like that, you know, and they let you bring it in. I don't know what all of the uh, requirements are for all of that. Um, but pay attention to that uh, whenever you go in. And so you'll be if you go through Fan Fest and you come out and you see the two soccer fields to your right is going to be field number two to your left is going to be field number one. We will be on that left hand side. And that's where the Galaxy will be playing. All right. So they should be able to let you go over there. And then games over at 12. We're going to start somewhere between 12 and 1230. Probably closer to like 12, 10, 12, 15, because we're going to let the game get over. We're sort of going to get settled. We're going to start the show. And then we have some guests. As a matter of fact, I was going over the guest lineup today. I will tell you right now who we're planning on having as long as you all understand that things change. All right. So maybe this won't happen. But currently in our general understanding of who's going to be available, we're going to have LA Galaxy General Manager Will Koontz. Now, could he fly on an airplane somewhere tomorrow and have to be gone? Yes, he could. So we won't hold him to that, but we're supposed to have Will Koontz on there. Uh, we're supposed to have Tom Braun on there, uh, LA Galaxy President of Business who just had a birthday. We'll wish him a happy birthday. Maybe we'll bring a cupcake. It'll be a good time. Um, so we're going to do that, right? Then we're supposed to, if timing works out, have LA Galaxy Head Coach Greg Vanny on the show with us. All right. So already we've got some three pretty heavy hitters there. And then we're going to fill it in with, I've put about my feelers about five different players. We're going to see who's available, who wants to talk afterwards, and then we'll have a nice little chat as well. So that is what our show is going to look like. I would imagine 90 minute show is pretty easy. 
Um, if I just do interviews, I could get like, you know, an hour, hour and 10 minutes with without me talking. And of course, I'm going to talk a little bit. So um, so we're going to have that. The panda is going to be out there uh, after it. We welcome you. Come up to the come up to the uh, to the show to come up to our pop up tent. We're going to have I'm, I'm going to have all the stickers I can find. I'll pull all the stuff like it'll be like handout free stuff time. All right. So come on up. Say hi. We'll take pictures. Uh, you know, we'll kiss babies. We'll do all the things that we're supposed to do um, whenever we're there. But that is the plan for Sunday. And I hope that you will join us uh, and come out because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I have to get up at something like 430 or five o'clock in the morning to make sure I'm out there in time because it's still like two, two and a half hours to get out there. And then yeah. you got to set up stuff and you got to do all that. So it's going to be uh, a long time. Uh, Christian asks a very good question. Will it be recorded? I will say yes, I'm planning on it. And if it malfunctions, then I can't stop that. But uh, we plan on having it. I don't think we're going to stream it live. There's a very, very small possibility that that could be the case. So don't count on it. I have something I'm going to try to do. And if it works, we'll do it. And if not, it won't. But you won't have a lot of uh, heads up on that. It's just going to be something. And it won't be on YouTube either. It'll probably be like on Instagram or something easier that's a little easier to stream to. We'll, we'll figure it out um, if, if we can do that. But mostly count on the fact that it'll be recorded. And then on Monday night, we will play the recorded version instead of having a live show on Monday night. Okay, good. I'm glad everybody sort of got that. Um, Sophie is not going to be out there. She she's we're, I talked to her today. We're trying to get Sophie back on the show. Um, she's she's dealing with a, a, a lot of stuff and sort of wrapping that up. And so whenever that does, uh, I think hopefully maybe even next week we might be able to get her on. We're gonna, I've already talked to her, so I, I appreciate that. So um, that's where we're that's where we're going to be. That's where we're going to have fun. We hope everybody comes out and joins us again. Field one um, and right after the LA Galaxy versus Austin Mitch match. Now, uh, if you were out there. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, the rain stopped. The sun was out. Uh, Dayon Jovalich was out taking pictures with fans. That's how you know he's close. Joe Totino said he's close. He's close to coming back. Just maybe, maybe we'll see him on Sunday. And if we do, that'll be something that we can talk about whenever we see him. All right. So the LA Galaxy get ready to play Charlotte. The sun is out. It's, it looked like a gorgeous day. We got a starting lineup and a rotated goalkeeper here, Alex. Um, Vanny has sort of, I think, started every goalkeeper now through all the of the first three uh, matches here. It was Bond against, um, uh, God, why can't I remember the first game? Um, St. Louis. Yeah, it was right. Bond against St. Saint, uh, Louis, right? I think it was uh, Michovic, actually. Actually, McCarthy kind of showed up in the pictures, I think, for San Jose. Um, but we anticipated that Bond probably played in that game, but they didn't show it. And we anticipated that even Michovic may have gotten some time in that. But in this particular game, uh, you had the LA Galaxy starting uh, John McCarthy in there. And while I'd love to tell you that lots of things were learned about him, I will tell you that almost nothing was learned about him, which is a good thing, too. We'll talk about that. But McCarthy, Yamane, Yoshida, Zavaleta, Nelson. So your back line of Yamane, Yoshida, Zavaleta and Nelson was sort of as close to a first team starting lineup as you're going to get on the back line right now. Injuries to uh, to Caceres still to Neil. So you're not going to see those in there. So Zavaleta in place of Movinga this time. Movinga got the start last time against St. Louis. So you were sort of like, OK, how's this going to balance and everything like that? So Zavaleta and Nelson, uh, Yoshida and Yamane over there. Um, I will say that uh, in the midfield, you had Cerillo, you had Delgado and then the big man himself, although he's small in stature, he's large in heart. Uh, Mr. Ricky Pooge wearing the number 10 uh, makes his first preseason debut in 2024 for the LA Galaxy. So he was in there. You had Diego Fagundes. Uh, you had Miguel Berry. And then over on the right hand side in the midfield role was uh, Gino Vivi. Right. So that was it. This is as close to a starting lineup as you're going to get right now. Um, it was uh, 
it was interesting to see that lineup roll out for me, Alex. Uh, what were your just we, we have to sort of say they broke it into 30 minutes more or less. Yeah. So guys who played on over the weekend against St. Louis, you know, were sort of coming in there on Wednesday and they were only going to get 30 minutes. So they made changes at about 33, 34 minutes, somewhere in there where they rotated a whole bunch of guys out. And so you sort of lost your first team. But we saw 30 minutes. We saw Ricky Pooj. We saw Diego Fagundes. We saw a defense. Uh, what were your major takeaways from uh, from this Charlotte game? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, obviously, with Ricky Pooch coming back is you just see how easily he advances and progresses the ball. I mean, he and Gaston Brugman led the league before their injuries um, in stats for ball progression, and the Galaxy are going to really need that this year. Diego Fagunes, again, uh, this is what happens when you have a man sleep in his own bed. He's balling out uh, with the LA Galaxy in this preseason. I mean, he's been the most dangerous, most lively uh, winger out there, and I think that's a good thing. A lot of people kind of had their doubts on Diego Fagunes. You know, if he's a starting quality player for the LA Galaxy, and so far he's, you know, answering those questions. He's been really good, really active, both scoring a goal in the last game against St. Louis, and then he did, you know, had some creative moments uh, against Charlotte as well. I think my only big takeaway, a um, negative takeaway, um, was maybe Miguel Berry, and that was about it. But that striker position right now without Dejan Jovalich is kind of a bit of a, you know, toss-up, you know, coin flip uh, per se. You don't know if it's going to be good or bad on the day, but that was the only main weakness I saw. You know, sure, this game ended 3-0, but those starting defenders and that back line and defense as a whole did really, really good. John McCarthy really wasn't tested. You couldn't really, you know, get any takeaways on right. on McCarthy in this game, which, which should be a good thing. And, you know, uh, obviously the score was 3-0 for Charlotte. But I would be more worried if the Galaxy conceded all those goals early on into the game and in an easy fashion. But, you know, they did well to force Charlotte to basically defend for a lot of the game when the starters were on and force them to drop a, a lot deeper than they usually do. I, I, I will say if you're talking to somebody, this is how you can tell whether somebody watched the game or not. If you're talking to somebody and they're going to tell you that the Galaxy lost and they're upset about it and it's 3 nothing, they didn't watch the game. All right, That's how you're going to know. Because everybody I've talked to, and and uh, obviously after this I go and I send text messages out and sort of say, hey, you know, what what actually happened, right? You ask, ask for the whole, whole deal. I'm watching it on TV. What did, what did you see if you were there? Um, and really the takeaway was the LA Galaxy's defense in that first 30 minutes, right? They didn't give up anything. They stayed connected really well. It was interesting to watch Yamane, and this is going to be something Greg Vanny talked about it before Yamane showed up. But now that Miki's here, you're seeing him get up and invert inside and sort of being mm -hmm. another defensive mid next to Cerillo. And so you're getting like four in the midfield, which allows Ricky Puj not to play defense, which is, you know, what he does anyway. Um, so Ricky's in there and then you had Delgado playing box to box there. I, I'd say my big takeaway was the defense played really well. And Diego Fagundes looks like the only player who's ready for the season to start. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I don't think that's unfair. Ricky Pooj didn't look like Ricky Pooj yet, but, it, but you could see already the offense was clicking more. There was more. Yeah, there was chances. more sparks. Yeah, absolutely. More sparks in the offense. And, you know, like you mentioned, too, right? I think uh, with Yamane dropping in, I think Greg Vanny kind of wants to be able to have a bit more. Uh, of the possession in the middle of the pitch, have a bit more cover in the middle because we know the center backs that they're likely going to start this game against Miami, right? Yoshida and maybe Caceres, they're very slow. Like if they get caught out in transition, they're going to struggle. So having someone in the middle, I think is something that they're trying to do. I also saw when Mauricio Cuevas came into the game, uh -huh. they kind of had Mauricio Cuevas also play that similar role, very inverted, kind of like Trent Alexander-Arnold with Liverpool, right? Where he comes into the middle instead of 
playing just as a right back as well. So that was a really interesting tweak that we didn't see a lot. Or I don't think we even saw that at all last year with the LA Galaxy. No, no. I mean, that's not who Caligari was, right? So, I mean, yeah. when you're looking at what Caligari was trying to do, he, they didn't want him inverting. They wanted them stretching. Uh, you know, with, with Miki, I, it sort of looks like he can stretch if he wants. And by the way, the passing between Yoshida and Yamane is like, yes, okay, you know, chef's kiss. They they understand each other and they're sort of working that. Whoever's going to, the, the problem I have right now is that you're looking for chemistry between Yamane and whoever's going to be in front of him. That should be Gabriel Peck uh, or it's Diego Fagundes. However, you want to swip swap those back in. Right now, it almost feels like Peck is going to play on the right side just because they have Fagundes lining up on the left side. And I feel like if you're trying to line up for the start of the season where we don't think the Galaxy are going to have the second DP or the, excuse me, the third DP um, sort of coming in. And that doesn't mean we won't know who it is. It's just the timing won't, won't necessarily get there. Um, it seems to me like Diego Fagundes is your, is your starter against Miami right now, which is a good thing. If you're watching, he play again, playing really well. Um, and, and by the way, a guy who plays on both sides of the ball, he tracked back a bunch of times in order, exactly. in order to break things up. He would cover Ricky's, not again. I'm waiting for this is not this is not going to be a knock against Puj until it starts happening when I think he's in shape because he clearly wasn't in shape. You were watching him run around. Yes. He was tired after 30 minutes. You're like, OK, cool. Got it. Um, but I want to see him work back. I want to see him sprint back for the balls. I want to see him try to cut out passing lanes. I want to see him smarter with space. Um, and we're not seeing that yet. But at the same time, the offense finally came alive and you're like, oh, look, the offense. Vivi had a chance to score. Fagundas had a chance to score. Uh, there were some half chances in there that Puj had sort of created, um, I think, with a more experienced, uh, you know, winger on the right hand side that Ricky Puj is going to be in a lot better position because he was finding yeah. Fagundes. But whenever you look for Vivi wasn't always there. And I don't think it's necessarily Puj's fault. It's sort of Vivi trying to be in the position that, that Puj wants him to be in. Um, so. Uh, that's, that's, that was sort of like a, a, a general take at it, but I can't believe all the hate I got in the last podcast, Alex, because I said how, you know, Diego Fagundes might mm. be one of the most important pieces to the LA galaxy this year. And that was part of the, sort of the part of the headline. They're like, if Fagundes is a, an important part, then we're screwed. You know, it's a whole deal. It's like, no, no, no. You're seeing what he's able to do and how he's going to be versatile enough to be able to cover the left side as a winger, cover the right side as a winger. I think that if God forbid something should happen to Ricky Pooch, that Fagundes would slot into the center. Right. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if something perhaps should happen today on Jovalich and Miguel Barry and they're not getting the stuff, does Fagundes go play forward? Absolutely. I could see him playing forward too. He has the IQ to do that. <clears throat> and it was sort of highlighted before he came or while he was coming last year that He's such a versatile player. He's so smart that mm -hmm. this is the kind of guy. Um, the Galaxy released these little, it's like a little uh, episode out on YouTube. I don't know. It's our Galaxy. And it was like season one. And they had Will Koontz talking and Greg Vanny talking. And Will Koontz was talking about adding that veteran leadership. And he talked about McCarthy. He talked about Yamane, right? He talked about Miguel Berry. Even Miguel Berry is not a young, young guy anymore. So that's sort of, you know, that veteran leadership. And that's what they wanted. They wanted those locker room guys. Well, one of the big guys that they got, Alex, was last year. Actually, two big guys they got last year with Yoshida coming in mm -hmm. and Diego Fagundes. And that also helps this team's experience. And you can see it from Diego Fagundes and what he's doing. And like you said, uh, sleeping in his own bed, in his own house, everything settled, exactly. came into shape, came into camp uh, in shape. He is just just chomping at the bit, right? Like you can see it. it he is he is ready to go. So Yeah, and he understands this too. I mean, look, there's only rumors about wingers and he understands that, you know, they're looking for a replacement for him, essentially, right? With Payne Still and Sosa right. being the recent names. So he's also playing with a chip on the shoulder as well. And he's answering that call. And I think, um, you know, 
Like you mentioned, he's a very versatile piece. You can play him almost anywhere in the attacking front line. I think that's really important. Um, a guy, again, who's been in MLS for a while, knows the league very well, knows what it takes to you know be on good teams. Um, you know, it was crazy. Like a decade ago, he was with the New England Revolution when they played the Galaxy right. in the MLS Cup final, right? So he he knows what uh, it takes to get to a final as well. So I'm really interested to see how Diego Fagundes looks in. I mean, the, the, num- the new number change uh, is definitely, you know, it's helping with him. the energy and yeah. the momentum to, for him as well. So, um, and also, too, in another observation from this game, I thought he and John Nelson on the left-hand side had a really good connection, really good chemistry. I felt like those two really understood each other and were the main reasons why the Galaxy had so much success attacking on the left-hand side when those starters came in for those those first 35 minutes. Yeah, I was going... I, my next thing was John Nelson. I was pleasantly surprised whenever you look at Aude and Aude came in after the LA Galaxy had switched out things whenever you look at what was in front of the defense whenever they switched out of things in the second half you kind of got to throw some of those results just out the window you're like it's not that important and Aude but you want to see Aude take steps to be the guy and I'm not convinced yet I don't think anybody's convinced yet and so it's sort of like is he going to be the starter whenever they go up against Miami? Because quite honestly, John Nelson did an excellent job in terms of keeping his space, combining with Fagundes, mm-hmm. uh, staying connected with Eric Zavaleta. And if you want to talk about somebody who had a very good game in this and very quietly, Eric Zavaleta had a very quiet, good game. Now, how how good of a quiet game did he have? When Mavinga came in, everything changed, right? And Yoshida is certainly part of that. Zavaleta slid over and was next to Mavinga, and all of a sudden the LA Galaxy give up a goal, right? It's It's pretty quick. Um, and I think that highlights a real sort of, um, you know, alert siren. If you want to hear, like we're trying to watch and develop these things as they're coming in. And it's hard to see the offense right now because one, we have heard the galaxy haven't really worked on offense too much. Two is the most important part. Ricky Poos just sort of started playing in these games. So you need to see him develop. And three is Dayon Jovalich, who's supposed to be the starter, hasn't been playing because he has an injury, right? So you can't really see the offense of where it's clicking or where it's going, although it was better in this game. But the defense is more put together, even with the injuries to, to Caceres, uh, even with the injuries to Neil. And we'll talk about that injury a little bit more here in a second. But looking at all those things, it seems like the defense is the place you can focus the most on. And Cerillo playing defensive mid, it's not perfect, but Cerillo is going to get time there. We know that, right? So there's some things that you can draw. So for me, looking at the defense and looking who's playing well, and right now, if you were going to tell me who are you going to start against Miami, and I only had these preseason games to look at, it would be that line that started against Charlotte and putting John Nelson in there and putting Eric Zavaleta in there and playing next to Yoshida and Yoshida with Yamane. I put Cerillo in there. I mean, there's a lot of things I would keep if every if sort of availability is exactly the same. Uh, Cerillo, uh, Delgado, Puj, that makes sense. No problems. Fagundes, mm-hmm. yes. I don't know about the other winger. I mean, maybe you have to start Vivi, but Peck should be in, so... You should get Fagundas and Peck on the other side and then Jovalich up top. That seems to me right now in my head is the starting lineup that I like. And then you'd have to figure out goalkeeper. I don't know yet. That's a good question. It's so that goalkeeper battle, you know, it's so weird because they're only getting 30 minutes of action each probably or like one half each. And that's just not enough to assess them. Like in this game, John McCarthy didn't really have to do much. So you didn't really get anything here. Uh, Michevich did have that error in the second half. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only thing that we have going on. So, you know, every mistake is going to weigh very heavily in these next couple of games, especially because they're not going to get full 90 minutes um, to really showcase themselves. So, yeah, the pressure's on for these goalkeepers as well. Uh with the defenders too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if you're looking at, so 
Um, wholesale changes, it goes zero, zero into halftime, right? Just so that way everybody understands. I want you to know. Um, the subs that came in just before halftime, like 30, 35 minutes, is Mavinga came in for Yoshida. Tucker Lepley, who had another good game. We can talk about him a little bit. Uh, Ricky Pooj for Ricky Pooj. And then Aaron Bebo comes in for Miguel Berry. Again, limited time. That's about 30, 35 minutes. And then that was it. That's all you got from those guys. Uh, halftime, it goes zero, zero. They come into the second half. And then you got Michovic in for McCarthy. You had Cuevas coming in for Yamane. You had Harbor Miller in for Vivi. You have Ruben Ramos Jr. in for Fagundes. You had Ethan O'Brien in for Cerillo. You had Isaiah Parente in for Mark Delgado. A lot of unknown academy young guys, G2 guys who are coming in to sort of play the second half. So if you're wondering why things got out of hand in the second half, that is why things got out of hand in the second half. We can talk about Michovic's mistake too, trying playing out of the back. I know a lot of people freak out whenever the Galaxy play out of the back, and I understand why. I'll tell you right now that in preseason, Vanny's going to force them to play out of the back. It's like, no, I don't want you ever kicking it yes. long. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's, we're going to force it because we need to learn how to break this pressure, and the only way we're going to do that is to do this in the game situation. So if we make mistakes, that's fine. It's preseason. Let's learn what our limitations are, and then... There's going to be some people who argue you got to practice how you want to play. But in my mind, you sort of have to sit there and say, how do you break the press? And with the young kids, that's where Michovic got in trouble. He was clearly waiting for movement. He's standing on the ball. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going anywhere. There was a lot of static, static guys just standing around. And you're like, somebody's got to move. Somebody's got to move. And Charlotte put some pressure on him and he ended up passing. The pass was to was into a space that really I think the the midfielder sort of should have slipped over. Ball was taken away. He made the first save very dramatically. So if you're looking for things about Michovic, look at the save he made at the first one there because it was an outstanding save. He's he's out in the middle of nowhere. He has to make a save. He made the save. The ball rebounded out and they put it in the back of the net. Uh, you know, Mavinga, we talked about. I the, the siren for me is Mavinga. And every time he's been on the field, I've seen him disconnected from the defense. I've seen problems with the defense as soon as Mavinga came on. Um, Nelson was still out there. Uh, the only person that got changed there was Yoshida, right? And so mm -hmm. really it was Zavaleta slides over, Mavinga in the center, and everything's supposed to be okay now. And it already was emergency defending almost immediately. They started playing long balls over the top. Um, Mavinga got wrong-footed, I think, trying to block one, and the ball gets played through, and that was a pretty easy uh, opening goal for for Charlotte. Um, you had the Michovic mistake, which was the pass, and then there was a set-piece goal, right? Again, against younger players. If we're looking at the starters and we're looking at what the Galaxy are going to do, that first 30 minutes was really indicative of a solid performance from the LA Galaxy. And that's why I pay no attention to the 3 nothing. I know everybody's so, oh, they sort of, I don't care. Academy kids, patchwork backline, the whole deal. Mitrovic got left out, hanged, hung out to dry a couple times too, right? So, yeah. All of those things can be accounted for in the preseason. But, you know, it's easy to watch games during the regular season because regular season, everything counts. And so whatever the score is at the end is generally a, a pretty good, you know, uh, indication of how the, the LA Galaxy played. Preseason is a lot harder. Pay attention to who's playing. Pay attention for how long they're playing. Pay attention to what the Galaxy are trying to do because in that game, you saw an LA Galaxy defense that you have not seen very often. They shut Charlotte yes. down, and that's the most important part. Yeah, I mean, look, there are moments for sure in the MLS regular season where you won't want to put these games under a magnifying glass. When it comes to preseason, the magnifying glass only applies to those first 30 minutes with the starters in. The rest, not so much. 
Um, because, you know, obviously the starters are the ones who are going to be playing the most minutes. Second half, we saw a lot of players with little to no MLS minutes as well. Um, but yeah, going back to Mavinga, when I think of Chris Mavinga, he's very much a wild card because, you know, he's capable of having some good defensive moments. I mean, we saw it against uh, St. Louis last week where he made a great recovery run, uh, got a great tackle on there, but also at the same time gets out of position often. Uh, for me, yeah, he's very much someone who you can't very rely on to have stability in the back line. I think uh, that's got to be sorted out soon. Obviously, Casera seems to be back. Uh, Jalen Neal doesn't seem to be back, and that's you know a little upsetting considering he. I feel like he and Yoshida would bring a lot of calmness, a lot more uh, you know a lot more composure playing out of the back. Right. And I think that's what the Galaxy really, really want. You want center backs who don't you know spray the ball wherever under pressure, right? Who can calmly navigate it, find an outlet. And I think you know. That's part of the reason why the Galaxy are very much a team that likes to play out of the back because they have two center backs who can do that. But unfortunately, one of them, a key one of them, uh, isn't going to be on the pitch for some time. Yeah, it's let's let's take a look at that injury update from uh, Justin Rutterman. You said you know Justin, right? You, yep, yeah, fellow colleague at the striker. Yeah. OK, very good. So Justin tweeted this out, said spoke with Greg, by the way, only one G and Greg. I just want to point that out. It's not it's not Burhalter, right? Greg, you know, Greg, Greg Burhalter has uh, has three G's in his name. There's just two in, in Greg Vanny. Right. So uh, spoke with Greg Vanny on injured players. Uh, Martin Caceres and Daniel Aguirre are expected to return this weekend uh, with Gaston Brugman returning next week. These are all big. Uh, Caceres being able to do, if he can slot in, all of a sudden you're going to have Yoshida and Caceres playing next to each other. Um, and that's very likely could be your starting center back pairing for uh, the Miami game whenever that comes up. So uh, Caceres coming in. Daniel Aguirre, Aguirre really like uh, Aguirre, have always liked him. He's going to be needed certainly early on with the depth, I think, going to be tested, and so you're going to want him to be available. Gaston Brugman returning next week is huge because that really allows Surio to go to the bench and come off the bench. That allows Delgado in there with Brugman and Pouge, right? And if you need to, you can start Surio um, with Delgado, and then you can bring Brugman off the bench as he's sort of working himself back into full fitness as well. But Brugman, for me, is another goal-dangerous, another another creative player that the Galaxy have been missing since he got injured. And when you're, I think we almost forget what it's like to have Gaston Brugman back. So um, allowing Ricky Pouge, perhaps one of the criticisms um, that you could make with Ricky Pouge in this game is that he was playing too far back, right? Receiving the ball too mm -hmm. far in the midfield yes. and then having to go through too many players in order to make plays. And listen, you can do that, but Ricky needs to like save his body this year. And so the further up you can get on the ball, the less he's going to get, you know, absolutely murdered when he's trying to run through the midfield. Um, so Brugman coming back now, the, the bad news on this is the bottom is Jalen Neal is being assessed for a potential injury that could keep him out longer. News expected soon on that. So, um, when we go out on Sunday, we're going to try to find out exactly what that is. But you do uh, it gro a groin injury or a growing injury is as, uh, as Greg Vanny calls it. Yeah, I was talking to Justin uh, about this afterwards. He actually texted me beforehand uh, if you I wanted to ask Greg anything. So uh, thanks to Justin for that. But yeah, he told me that, you know, when Greg was discussing Jalen's injury, he was kind of, you know, mentioning a lot about uh, the groin area. So it looks to be somewhat uh, about his last previous injury, the sports hernia that still isn't, you know, leaving him alone. So you really got to be careful with that, especially for a young athlete like Jalen. Uh, very much came out of nowhere last year where you were expecting him to maybe, you know, get some minutes here and there, make cameo appearances. and But all of a sudden, you know, he exploded into being a starter for the LA Galaxy, going to the Gold Cup with the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, right now, it feels like you got to take it very conservatively with him because you want him to be ready by the time the midseason's here. You don't want him, you know, to still be lingering in pain and, 
you know, not at 100 percent once he gets back on the pitch. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was this year. It was this time last year when Jalen Neal was sort of coming into his own in the preseason. You're just like, man, this kid can play. All right. You yeah. know, no problems. Um, and so you watched it. And as uh, you know, it was funny because Tom Brady said this, but, you know, and it's always like, well, you're Tom Brady. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it, when you get a chance, you better make your chance count. That's what Jalen Neal did in this particular case uh, last year, which was he was out there. Greg Vanny put him in and then Greg Vanny's like, I'm not pulling him out because he's playing well. If you play well enough, they will not pull you off the field, right? It's one of those things yes. guaranteed every time. If you are playing well and you're on the field, you're showing you're taking advantage of your minutes. I mean, quite honestly, Tucker Lepley is in this same. It's let's be let's be realistic for a second. OK, and Lepley is the draft pick. He's not signed yet. Right. So it's one of those things we sort of OK, let's Let's watch how he plays and everybody's watching how he plays and there's pressure on him. He's been forced to sort of play in the midfield, playing, playing the Ricky Pooge, which he's not going to be. So don't compare him to that. Mm -hmm. But he's been in that position. It'll be difficult for Lepley to find minutes in that midfield, right? We, we have to acknowledge that. Um, yes. Look at all the bodies that are in there. You got Brugman and Pooge. Uh, you got Fagundes, right? Like you have um, you have uh, Delgado, Delgado, Cerillo. Aguirre is coming back. Uh, right? So there's there's not any minutes for Lepley. Let's be very clear. It's not. And yet he's out there and he keeps playing. And you're like, you like his engine. You like his... I would like for him to be a little more adventurous whenever he gets space in front of him. Take the space, take the space, take the space. He doesn't always do that. But at the same time, this is a kid who was playing college and is now playing pro ball, and he doesn't look out of place. Um, Aguirre, whenever he came on, and we were watching him play in preseason at one point, whenever he was a trialist, um, he came in, you were sort of like, he doesn't look out of place. And when guys don't look out of place, it's difficult to put them somewhere like Galaxy 2. But if, if I'm Lepley... I feel like I probably have a Galaxy 2 contract wrapped up right now. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to force Greg Vanny to find a spot for you on the senior team. And there's spots in there. There's roster spots available. But yeah. again, you look at that list and it's like we there's so much there. Is Lepley going to play and displace one of those other guys or do you have enough to carry him? Um, you don't know. Right. We're seeing preseason intensity, so you don't know what it's going to be like in, in MLS and 90. So it's a risk. Um, but it's re a relatively low cost risk, I would I would I would say. So um, it's just going to be difficult. I don't envy Vanny or, or Koontz trying to make the roster decision because I think in in my mind right now, there's too many guys in front of him that for me to pick him up on a senior contract. Yeah, in my opinion, I kind of view Lepley in kind of no man's land where I feel like he's a bit, you know, above the G2 level. But at the same time, he's not really going to be a breakthrough player on the first team. Um, you know, we saw in the last couple of years, right, Daniel Guerre, you know, former Galaxy player, Adam Saldana, right? Like those guys that would be on the first team bench, but they sometimes go down to G2 and, you know, get minutes there. And I feel like Tucker Lepley is like deserving of at least that kind of role within the organization where you can see that he's a decent football player in the midfield. Um, could be a decent depth piece if, you know, needed for the first team. I don't know. But I mean, no one's expecting him to get first team minutes or, or be a starter at all. But there is some quality in him, and you can't deny that. So, yeah, I think he's got a Galaxy 2 contract for sure wrapped up. Um, it's just about how the coaching staff assesses him. Do they feel he's worthy of being, you know, one of the last spots on the bench? Could he be someone that comes in for someone like Mark Delgado or Gaston Brugman, right? Because at the start of the year, Brugman's not going to get too many minutes because right. he still needs to bump up his fitness. So, yeah, they've got a tough call to make there. But for sure, he'll he's definitely worthy of being a Galaxy 2 player. Um, if they're still going to go through with uh, the MLS Next Pro teams going to the US Open Cup, he'll definitely be someone the Galaxy's going to rely on if that still goes uh, through. But uh, we'll see what happens to Tucker Lepley. But nonetheless, he's he's not out of 
out of the league. You know, he's he's he deserves to be at this level. He's playing at a good level with pros, um, right? He came out of college, out of UCLA in his junior year, and he's showing that he's got the quality to play now at the MLS level. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to it, it, it's it's fun to watch guys sort of develop like that, right? And so you sort of see these guys right on the edge of being something, right on the trying, really trying. So. Um, I'm excited to see Lepley. I'm excited to see that. I think Harbor Miller had a had another you know decent enough game. Quite honestly, uh, if Lepley could have shot to the left or right of the keeper, or if Harbor Miller could have shot to the left or right of the keeper, yeah. the Galaxy would have had some goals. He had a chance there. Yeah, uh, Fagundes, by the way, blew a shot early on, cut on the inside, had it on his right foot. It's one of those where you normally see it like tuck into the far corner and he could hook it around the goalkeeper. He missed that one. Vivi had a short, had a tight angle shot. Um, there was a give and go between Barry and Vivi that Barry sort of flicked it on. And if Barry could have got himself in position, Vivi had cut the ball to the back post. Right. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, you're real close there. Um, and so that partnership, I, I don't know. People were kind of getting on Barry a little bit where it was like, oh, he should have been on that. It's like you just had him playing back to goal. He flicked the ball. You want him to turn around and make a back post run. And even if he did it exactly when you wanted him to do it, there's no guarantee he's going to get to that back post in the time. It was a pretty short time, but there's space like that was opening up. So again, um, the offense, which apparently hasn't been worked on very much, uh, is, is starting to come alive a little bit. And of course you put Ricky Pooja on the field and that sort of happens. Right. So, um, that's, that's the, that's the, the, the sort of the, the takeaway on that. Um, just looking at the progressions, though, you do want to see Caceres get some time here soon. And maybe maybe on Sunday he gets, you know, 15, 20 minutes, that type of thing, because I've heard he's been very close. Um, you're looking at Brugman, probably not this Sunday, probably next week, right? Whenever he comes in, uh, Aguirre coming back, Jovalich maybe on Sunday because we've been hearing he's been close. So Jovalich you want to see. Obviously, we're still keeping our eyes on Gabriel Peck and all the stuff. Now, he was down and they're playing in that U23 pre-Olympic tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. They played against Venezuela today. Ended up winning that two-one. Uh, Peck played. I, I don't, seventy minutes. Seventy minutes. Okay, seventy minutes. He he. There's a nice. If you go on Twitter, I would love to show it to you, but I'm fairly certain we get a copyright flag if I showed it to you. But he had a nice little sombrero, uh, tossed it, pop, popped the ball over his defender, and was able to get it back and then pass the ball off. Um, so there's some creativity there. It was nice to see. Uh, his last game is on Sunday, right? Yep, it's a must. Oh, they need to at least get a point, Brazil, because. Because they're playing Argentina two and three in the group, the top two advance to the Olympics this summer. Uh, Brazil right now has three points. Argentina has two. So they can't afford a loss to Argentina at all. And obviously those two countries have a big rivalry. So big game on Sunday um, should be interesting. Uh, I definitely keep an eye on that if you want to watch, you know, something else as well. While we're in Coachella, you know, see on Peck Watch, as they'd say online. So uh, it's going to be a good game and a game that uh, Brazil definitely has to win and there's high stakes involved yeah so uh something to watch there again they play in a round robin there's four teams there's a round robin you play three games the last game's on sunday everything wraps up and as soon as he's done you expect him to head now we we don't know maybe we can ask on sunday when we're there i would imagine visa stuff all worked out hopefully maybe they got that figured so he could just fly straight in and drop in right I mean, they should have a timetable. So when we ask, they, they should definitely have an answer to that. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to watch. By the way, ten dollars super chat uh, from Patrick. Uh, he says this pod kicks butt. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it a little bit. Kicks butt as usual. Coachella. We're not allowed to call it that. Um, the tournament in Coachella, uh, 2025. I'm gonna be there. Uh, Pat's what Patrick says. So Patrick, hopefully, will be there as well. So um, 
we're gonna um i'm excited to go out to coachella i'm excited to see everybody quite honestly it's going to be a good time uh to do that uh this never gets old i get excited i've been stressed out like this whole week because I, I don't know if everybody realizes like trying to get a podcast and put it in a box it sounds easy um and then if you forget one wire like there's probably one wire that's really really important and if i forget that wire there's there's nothing there's not going to be pa system there's going to be like there you're done Right. So the only way that I can make myself feel good about this is to set up the entire setup, all the audio, all the microphones, all the stuff. I'll set it up in this office. I'll put up the speakers. I'll do the whole thing on Saturday night and then I will take it. And when I take it apart, I will put things in boxes that are going to go directly into the car. There's there's no other way, Alex. I've tried it. It's it's too, uh, you know, I probably won't sleep that well on on Saturday night. It's not going to be it'll be fun when I get there. But setting up, being ready, making sure everything works. That's going to be the thing. So I hope everybody will come out and join us for that. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I wanted to, I wanted to switch over just a little bit because we were talking about. There's a couple things, right? The LA Galaxy put out one of these, uh, one of these, a, a sort of ramped up uh, videos that are coming out here. Um, that's like, hey, you know, this is our galaxy and the whole deal, and this is under the direction of Mr. Uh, Will Misselbrook and and his digital department that has been putting this stuff out. There's been a very noticeable change in all this stuff, right? You can see the, uh, you can see just, I don't know. It's not necessarily a quality thing because I think the quality has already sort of been up there, but it's the storytelling is starting to change and fans have been noticing it. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, that our galaxy and they're sort of showing like a little mini, like a little mini, what, what is it? Uh, drive to survive, right? Just a little bit, just, just a tiny one, four, four and a half minutes out on YouTube. It's the fun side version of it. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's accessible, right? Like four and a half minutes. If I could do a podcast in four and a half minutes, I'd be a millionaire, right? Like it's one of those you could, if you could just squeeze it down into four and a half minutes, which by the way, I've been told that uh, we talk too much on this, on this podcast, a talking show. And we talk too much about the different things. But if you can do that and put it in four and a half, you had Greg Vanny giving insights. You had Will Koontz giving insights, right? You saw the guys training. You saw Kosaris running. Uh, some guy on Twitter kept, keeps trying to tell me that Kosaris is going to retire. I'm like, that dude's out there running. If I would imagine if he wanted to retire, that he wouldn't be out there running. That would be my thing. I wouldn't want to run if I was going to retire, but um, that type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think the quality yeah, has been really good. I think the one thing that they're really honing in on is just the storytelling right? The engagement for fans, because fans love to see content within the team. Everybody loves behind the scenes stuff. I think especially with sports, it works so well because, you know, everybody sees what goes on in the field, but the real storytelling and the real way you connect to the players and the people is through behind the scenes stuff. And I think the more we see that, the more, you know, videos like the little four minute video we saw, the more we're going to really start to see what's going on, understanding more about the club, right? Before where you wouldn't really hear anything, we wouldn't really see much. Now you're seeing a lot more. And I think fans appreciate that. And I think um, as if they do this the entire year, I think everyone's going to really appreciate it. And kind of, you know, when you want to look back at this season, you'll have the archives to be like, man, I remember this and that, Gabriel Peck's first season, you it's, know, however the season ends up going, right? Like it's going to be there. It's going to be out in the open and it's going to be there for fans to consume. And again, uh, that's, that's great on the Galaxy department for wanting to feed those fans that love content like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice change. It's a, it's a noticeable change, right? So it's something to sort of pay attention to. Uh, Super Chats. Uh, Gary, $15 Super Chat, Coachella Road Trip Snack Fun. Thank you, Gary. That's, I am, I, as you can see, I got a pretty big boiler up front here. 
Um, that's what we call it at the train club. You got a boiler in the front and a caboose in the back, and uh, you know you got to feed those things. So fifteen dollars snack fund. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, he says thank you for all the hard work, gentlemen. Uh, by the way, uh, Alex has been doing a great job filling in whenever uh, whenever I have trouble finding anybody. Uh, I'm I a, a trialist. That's all I am. <laughs> you got a little asterisk next to your name. Yeah, no, no. exactly. No, My no. score goal it just says trialist. I, I you know I didn't tell you this beforehand, but you're you're in the rotation now. Just letting you know because I'll okay. be like, hey, you know, whenever I can't find, I'll be like, hey, Eric can't go. Hey, Alex, can you go? You know, and then you'll be in there with. Sophie and we'll get Christian in there as I'm well. I'm in the bullpen now. That's right. You're in the bullpen. That's all. Hey, you know, you, you do that. Eventually you get to the starter level. You know, exactly. maybe, maybe Eric gets hit by like a golf cart or something like that. You never know. You can't tell. I'll, I'll tackle him in pro clubs extra hard because we're on the same pro clubs team. So I like it. Yeah. Just, just studs up. Um, for exactly sure. on our own team. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little uh, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Just yeah, exactly. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, Popo Zhao says uh, $10 super chat patience. Obi-Wan, we need to be proactive and not reactive. Ta- I almost felt like I should say that in the Yoda voice, right? Because it was patient, patience, Obi-Wan, right? Like that type of thing. Uh, re- time will put the G's in their place injuries or not. This is by far in the few years I've seen them play with heart. This is the most by far that they've seen them in the few years play with heart there. This is a different team. Um, you know, I'll, I'll die on the hill that last year's team pl- tried as much as they could. And eventually that hill and, uh, as Eric always said, rolling the boulder up the hill, eventually it's going to roll back and catch you. And it just kept rolling yeah. over them every chance they got. Um, and so, uh, I am, I am of the belief that, you know, you get some healthy bodies out there and the galaxy do what they're doing. Uh, Peck, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on anybody adjusting to major league soccer coming in, trying to be, he's going to be in shape though. So like, you don't worry about that. It's just about him trying to figure out how he plays with the galaxy. Just that, finding the chemistry. That's all that they're really going to be working on this first few months that he's here. That's it. And, uh, he's already going to have everything else. So, um, so that type of thing. Uh, so I, I think you're going to get that. And then there are rumors out there still about paint still. I'm telling you, okay, so this is all I can tell you about that. And it's sort of the same I had on Monday, which is it's like, I can't get anybody to kill it. I keep waiting for somebody to be like, that's over. That's what we're not, we're, we had to move on like the whole deal. Nope, nope, nobody wants to do that. And so it sits and you know, there's actually, uh, I was reading some articles. If you go on our discord and you go on the transfer rumors page, uh, bes- despite the people who are like, Hey, Christian Pavone is coming back. And as far as I'm concerned, those are crap rumors. So I wouldn't pay any attention to that. Uh, the Sosa thing is interesting. I think we talked about it a little on Monday. Wouldn't be surprised to me if the galaxy went and offered money again to, because you know, you're sitting there with not holding any money and then you could have 12 and a half million dollars. Right. And it's like, well, do I want no money or do I want 12 and a half million dollars? So I wouldn't be surprised. That being said, the numbers, they almost is the exact same that we heard it was last time. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure there's anything new there. And then again, with paint salt, it's sort of I'm I'm always given the calm down, calm. Down. It's 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 coming. Let me throw my pen. But calm down, calm down. We're working, we're working on it. You know that type of thing. Um, and so uh, that's it, it. Still feels that way. So if they were able to do, um, you know, get pencil in as well, regardless of when he comes in the first ten games, that's a game changer for the LA Galaxy. Tom Bogert, uh, who's going to be out at Coachella. Tom, if you're listening, you can you can come on the podcast with your mustache and everything. Um, we're, we're more than happy to have you, uh, have you on whenever we're out there. Uh, I did send Tom a note, so just harass him and tell him I was looking for him. Okay. Um, but, uh, Tom was sort of talking that if the galaxy could land paint as well, that, um, they would be a force to be reckoned with in, in the Western conference. And so it's, it's, you know, again, nobody will kill it. I'm not saying it's imminent, but I'm just saying it's still there. Uh, it's around. They haven't decided to run away from it. And so until they do that, that's sort of the the position. So uh, that's that's my my little tiny update. Um, Flipman, by the way, five dollars super chat. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. And then Travis, 
Um, Travis uh, gave us a $20 super chat as well there, as, or, or he took it back, one of the two. We either got $20 or we didn't, but Travis, I, I like you anyway. So, um, it's Travis like, Kelsey? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, who else would it be? in there you know him and taylor i'm sure they're showing up to the coach they heard coachella they heard cog was playing at coachella they want to be there for one night only um by the way somebody says i miss our executive producer as well herb herb sent me an email um and says he's going to be out there at uh at coachella so we will see herb um out there and hopefully we'll get to see him so um so i mean we're we're now in this position the la galaxy if you want to know their their preseason record i have it for you because i'm a sicko um, oh, two and one galaxy has scored two goals. Again, the offense should be worrying a little bit just because Jovalich isn't healthy. Puj has just sort of started, but you also can sort of look at that in progression, but you want to see that progress in the next, you know, 10 days. Um, you want to see it progress a lot. So, uh, two goals scored six goals against again, those six goals, especially the three there at the back and the one on the back end of St. Louis, I can count four goals that basically got paid, got scored against an Academy team. Um, so I'm not necessarily, uh, fretting about that and just to highlight the goal scoring problems Barry and Fagundes each with a goal um as it stands right now where do you want to see everything um here you know on Sunday what are you looking for for Sunday when the LA Galaxy will play Austin former uh Diego Fagundes' former team so that'll be uh sort of fun to watch there um but what are you looking for for the progression for the Galaxy on Sunday I think number one just seeing the starters be good defensively uh, like I said earlier, the only time or I'll only panic with the defense this preseason is if they give up the goals very early on in the game with the starters being fresh. That's the only time I will panic on the defensive end. If they keep playing how they're playing or the starters are doing well, holding up, not allowing the team to have many clear cut chances, then I'm pretty confident. I kind of want to see the striker play maybe progress a little bit. Um, you know, whether Jovalich comes back, I want to see Barry or, or Bibu, whoever it is playing up top number nine. I want to, them to be more influential in the game. I want them to be able to have a bit more clear cut chances. I want them to be able to put more shots on goal, test the keeper. That's the kind of stuff I need because we're seeing the wingers and, and Fagundes and, you know, whoever will play on that right hand side. Um, we've seen them impact the game. We've seen Puj and the midfielders do the thing, but we really haven't seen the strikers progress that much and be much of a dangerous asset for that attack. So for me, those are the two things that I'm keeping an eye on this Sunday. Yeah, and and uh, we'll watch sort of that that offense. I agree with you, by the way. I, I want to see progression on the defense. I want to see progression in the midfield. You know, if Cerrillo is playing more, I want to keep seeing Cerrillo con- look comfortable. I want to see him, you know, I'd like to see him be a little more creative than he is because I feel like he has the ability with the passing and the stuff that he can do. Um, he needs to mature into that position. The Galaxy got him, and I was told, you know, they think that he's a starter in the near future for them, right? So you want to see that progression keep moving forward for him. Um, on that, uh, you want to see Ricky Pooj looking more comfortable on Sunday, right? So again, 30, 45 minutes, get him in there, get him playing time, let him be comfortable in those positions. You want to see Diego Fagundes continue. You want to see Fagundes catch on fire. Okay. And the, you need somebody to catch on fire before the season starts. And right now he's the closest person. He's already smoking. You're just waiting for the first flames to sort of pop up. Diego Fagundes is right on that edge. Dayan Jovalich. If you can get Jovalich back into this match on Sunday, you want to see him at least take look, take a couple good shots. You just want to start those juices flowing as you start to go, because after Sunday, there's two more games. That's, that's it. it. That's it. There's 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 no time here. Um, and by the way, 
Joe Tatino on the call. I loved Joe. Somebody was saying how just calming Joe Tatino is on the call. It's like Joe, it's preseason and Joe Tatino's out here just with his normal voice and just talking in Coachella. It's just, Coachella. it's, it's just, it's peaceful. It's tranquil, all those things. But Joe is like, Hey, you know, no team in major league soccer is complete right now. And he's right. They're not. And you can check, you know, even look at Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte had some trialists who scored and that type of thing. They're, they're looking at how they're going to get better and how they're going to complete their team. Um, they have a new coach in there as well, right? So there's a whole bunch of stuff that they have to do um, in order for for Charlotte to be uh, a successful team. The Galaxy are the same way. You do want to see, though, you want to see Will Koontz, you want to see Greg Vanny get the DP across the line. It, it needs to happen here in like the next two weeks. Um, and knowing that you're going to start the season soon, it, it just, I feel like those first 10 games are very difficult and it's not, I don't think they're going to win or lose the season. Yes, if you go 0-10, I don't think this Galaxy team will. But it won't lose the season, but it could do a lot to taking pressure off the Galaxy. If you remember last year when they started in the in the boycott and you started and you were supposed to have LAFC yeah. and there was like all this like pent-up pressure and then what happened was the Galaxy faltered. They stopped and then that keeps laying on things. Now, it was also the Galaxy deciding to bring back Chris Klein and having that whole thing like over their shoulders. So AEG did themselves no no favors whenever they did all this. Um, but bottom line is there was a lot of pressure on them. There's going to be a lot of pressure in these first 10 games and you want to see some good results. Doesn't mean you have to win them all. You need to win some. You need to draw some. You're going to lose some um, in those first 10 games. But you just want to see that when they go into that game against Miami, that they are at least mentally prepared, if not physically sort of prepared for what's going to happen in that first game. By the way, um, the the Miami World Tour is like just, if you've been watching it, people keep getting injured. There's like the Jordi Alba the disaster. just got like speared in this last game. I think it was against uh, Vissel Kobe, right? They yeah. just got speared and you're like, Jesus, like this is not... So there's going to be a chance here for the LA Galaxy to take Miami and at home and to do all that. And remember, Miami has a game on Wednesday before they come and play the Galaxy on Sunday. For yep, the February travel 20th. all the way across the country for that again. Yep. So they're going to keep having all that mileage on them as well. But yeah, Josh, um, they definitely want to go into the season with a bit of momentum, I think, you know, in certain aspects of the game. I think the defense is building a little bit of that momentum between the starters. I think that's a good thing. And hopefully they keep this up for the rest of the preseason. You know, obviously the tie, the striker position is a little bit slow right now, but you want to see that slowly pick up. Diego Fagunas, like you said, right? You want him to catch on fire. You want him, you know, for the time being, um, he's going to be leading the attack for the LA Galaxy, right? Pax right. barely come in. Fagunas, a veteran who's, you know, been here for uh, half a year, right? He's starting to heat up, be a lot more influential in the LA Galaxy compared to, you know, when we saw him last year. So, yeah, I think right now you just want to see the Galaxy start the season kind of jogging because it's it's a marathon this season. It you is. You want them to start it off jogging and then find their stride right and through the middle of the season right when, you know, the games get tough, the schedule gets a lot more compact. You want them to be able to be ready to go at that moment. Yeah. Uh, super Chats. Philip, uh, $2 Super Chat. Peck is the 2024 Samuel. You remember Samuel? Was that, that was before your time, wasn't it? Samuel. Yeah, I probably wasn't born. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I think I think the nicest thing anybody ever said about Samuel is at least he tries stuff. Like, he tries stuff, and that was sort of fun, and then it never really worked out. Um, Adam, $5 Super Chat, uh, met uh, John McCarthy last weekend at my job. He was with his wife and son, a very nice person. He offered to take a photo with me. I, Adam, I hope you picked up on that. I hope you were like, oh, yeah, 100%, please. Um, I think I missed it last time, but um, in, in one of those funny ways, uh, we had... Um, I had somebody who's delivering something to the office, uh, actually for the train club, funny enough. 
And uh, he's he looked at me. He goes, are you Josh Guessman? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, he goes, I listen to your podcast all the time. So we, I mean, you know, I brought him in the studio, the old studio, he got stickers. I mean, he, he left with stuff he never wanted. I'm sure he went home and like burned most of it. Right. And I was like signing stuff. He didn't ask, you know, don't know. Just sign stuff, Alex. Just just you know, just sign stuff. And they'll be like, OK, I don't I'll take note. You know, they'll just throw it away if they don't want it. Um, that type of thing. But no, it was uh, it was it was fun. It's fun to see the Galaxy community. And by the way, there's optimism here. We're in the honeymoon period, right? Um, you know, that's one of the reasons we're probably at Coachella, because I doubt they would have let us do a live show from Coachella last time when we we're. Telling yeah, that was not happening. that wasn't 100%. happening, right? That yeah. was not happening. See, um, so, uh, you know, that's that's the good thing. So we're going to take advantage of that. And certainly we thank the Galaxy for allowing us to come down there and do the show. That's always fun, allowing us to be there and interact with you guys. We can't wait to do it. We're super excited. So um, the LA Galaxy taking on Austin coming up this weekend. Uh, just give you, again, a nice little uh, uh, advertisement for the show. Uh, live show at the Con- Coachella Valley Invitational. It's going to start right after the LA Galaxy take on Austin FC. That game starts at 10 on field one. Uh, the game should wrap up around 12. We will be on around, we're guessing, sometime between 12 and 1230. But whenever the game's over, after you set, said hi to the players, you're taking your pictures, that type of thing, start heading over and we will start the podcast. All right. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. And just in case, again, if you didn't remember, 17 days until the LA Galaxy play Inner Miami. Uh, so it's all coming very, very quickly. Uh, and so uh, I guess that's a good thing. I, I feel like it might be a bad thing, but ready or not, the, the season starts and everything's going to start. So we're, we're we're almost there, Alex. Are you are you ready to be back home at Dignity Health Sports Park? You're going to be back. at the, You got to go to the the first preseason game against St. Louis. Actually, I, would, I didn't. I didn't you get didn't to. Make it. I didn't make it either. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to get back to cover the season. You know, obviously last season was a lot of stuff going on. Um, obviously not great standings-wise and stuff, but I think this year a lot of good stories to tell, a lot of players, you know, that I think could take that next level, that next jump. And I think it'll be really exciting to see what goes on. I mean, you have Leo Messi and friends coming to town, so should be a really exciting start to the season. And, you know, right before uh, San Diego comes into the league, so we'll see what happens, you know, once they come in here later on. You have another California team. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good season. Uh, I think it should be really exciting, and I think Coachella is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to bring a, you know, I have a, a, a panda plushie here. I'll give it to Kevin when I see him nice. for, for Sunday. Nice, nice. Very good. He's obsessed with pandas, by the way. So talk to him today. He was flying back to Los Angeles tonight, so he'll be in town uh, after traveling a little bit. And, you know, he got the okay from the LA Times to be able to go down to Coachella, so he's going to be able to do that. So uh, we're glad that we will get there, and uh, we'll certainly... Uh, we'll certainly have a good time. I'm excited. It'll be sunny. It'll be great. Um, I hope everybody uh, will, can come out and see it. So that's the updates that we have for right now. Not a ton of stuff. I did hear that there's still going to be some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's an, a full-on event or something that is going to go on with the kit unveiling. So that is still happening uh, before the start of the season, basically, right? That's, I mean, that's right on the edge. We're going to, we're getting close on all that. So I think something big is going to happen with that. And they're starting to sort of preview again. There's some hints of the kit and doing some little things in there. So that, uh, the kit launch is coming, uh, very, very soon, even though we, I think we've all seen the pictures of it. So we're, we're fairly locked in on that. Um, so that's coming. So there's a lot of things that are going to happen jammed into these last two and a half weeks. Um, and we'll be right here along the ride in order to do it. Um, you know, the good news for the galaxy is I think even by alphabetical order, they're not in 13th right now. So, uh, as long as they stay away from 13th for this game, uh, for this season, I think they'll be okay. Uh, anything else, Alex, you want to talk about? No, I think we're all good. Just okay. really excited for Sunday, man. Should be a party. Can't wait. Can't wait. Everybody drive safe. Take your time getting out there. All right. Um, well, there'll be plenty of time to, to get there and see the soccer and then come enjoy the live podcast afterwards. All right, Alex, uh, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ALXRUIZ15. You can find my articles and my analysis at thegalactictribune.org, my Substack. And yeah, uh, that's where you can find a lot of Galaxy content, articles, and stories. Definitely worth subscribing if you can. Absolutely. Uh, get over there, subscribe to Alex's stuff. It's always the best, all right? Um, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Guessman, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can find our articles, podcasts, all that fun stuff. On YouTube, Instagram, anywhere that you can find us, we are certainly there, Corner of the Galaxy or at Galaxy Podcast, all right? That does it for tonight. We hope everybody's great. We can't wait to see everybody on Sunday. Drive safe. We will be there whenever uh, you get there. We'll be waiting for you. So for Mr. Alex Ruiz, I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening. You've been watching our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.